0: podcast here coming at you still in quarantine um we're we're absent of clep here we're going a little murray boys off the cuff over under fields on the afc here so uh bovada uh, you know what i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> shout out bovada for for any i can uh,
1: i can will say bovada when when it's time, uh,
0: time i don't want to come. juice up bovada but the the offshore book that uh that we're using right now uh has just set up the lines and We're going to tear through these AFC over-unders and see kind of where we're feeling off-cuff in, what is it, mid-May here. So May
1: May 13th, you know, two weeks or whatever it is after the draft. I think now that the draft and free agency is over, we kind of can see that, you know, some teams, and I think we'll get into it, uh, have either regressed a little bit or there's not teams that are making drastic jumps. But I think you could say there's a little bit of kind of marginal regression and uh, progression.
0: So Yeah, and this is also just from my standpoint, and I don't know how you feel, I think they're – I haven't really necessarily looked over the lines too much. That's kind of partially why I'm excited to do this, because um, I'm kind of excited to see mm-hmm. where they're at. But I don't really know how many bets I would make today um, on these lines. Maybe one or two. We'll see where I'm at. But it is a little bit too early in my eyes. I'd like to see kind of where these numbers move around. But as some people know very well, sometimes you know mid-May is the best time to get an over/under because if you're on, uh, you know, if you jump jump on the bandwagon of a team, you know, before the the public does you can uh, you can end up getting great odds on them so yeah we're try to find definitely that now.
1: and I'll just uh, I'll just come out and say that because uh, I have placed my first wager of the year <laughs> of the twenty twenty season and even though let's I don't know if we mentioned that we're doing the AFC this this is an AFC win total. Yep, I said AFC okay, yeah okay. we're just my, doing my AFC here. I'm a little absent right now. Lee and I are enjoying some Stella Artois. We have some Stella Artois. You know, no free ads, but hey, we got to give it to Stella because uh, they're a blue blood. They're a blue I'll blood. give them
0: a free ad, yeah, they're a blue blood. We appreciate um, the blue bloods.
1: I made my first two bets of the year, just want to announce it to the public. I already put it on Twitter when I made them on uh, April 30th, but the first one was the Rams, under 8.5, and, and we can get, about, get into that maybe in the NFC win total, but I think this is a, a really good number. I got it at minus 125, and I think that... Uh, you know, this is going to be a number that's going to be hit a lot, and potentially we could see maybe at a flat eight or just more than minus one twenty-five. And then Clyde Edwards-Helaire, I got him at plus five hundred uh, on April thirtieth to win Rookie of the Year. So that's something that's down to four fifty right now, and I think it's a really good uh, value bet. So,
0: yeah, I, I think both of those are interesting. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. I, I'm I'm interested to see where those lines move and kind of what the mm-hmm. uh, the public, you know. Where they lean, because I think maybe a lot of people, the Rams could be a bit of a darling this year. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be really surprised with some people just because may, uh, some people maybe saw it last year as their year of of, of But you know, yeah, I think you're, de-
1: yeah, you're <coughs> definitely making a devil's be, advocate. Yeah. you know, we're both we're def- We're definitely fans of the Cardinals, and yeah, it's a tough. It's just a tough division. This is, to me you know, it is a little bit of a slight on the Rams, but I think you know the NFC West is lining up to be one of the better divisions in football. Um.
0: Yep. Yep. Gotta close these doors. In. Gotta close these doors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, was the
1: corner. Um. So let's 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 get into the uh, the AFC, shall we?
0: Yeah. Let's let's do it. And we're gonna go alphabetical here, just for the yep. for the sake of of our own amusement, kind of.
1: And thing. Uh, we're either going to uh, pass or take over or under on, on all these wind totals right now yep. off the cuff, yep. and it's gonna be interesting to see. Push. If, yep. Yep. How these uh, line up in August. So. I got I got the list in front of me, and let's start it off with the Baltimore Ravens at eleven and a half. Probably have to be the highest in the league, I think. With Kansas City, we don't know what they are yet, but a really high number, eleven and a half. Um, Lee, where are you lining up on this?
0: Um, you can see that it's minus one twenty-five on the under, mm-hmm. minus one oh-five on the over. What did they win, thirteen or fourteen games last year?
1: I want to say thirteen.
0: Uh, yeah, I think they won thirteen games. Um, I think it might have been 14, honestly. Let's let's check that. Either way, they they, uh, passed 11 wins comfortably last year. 14-2, you're right. Yeah, it's a new season, and uh, we kind of saw, I don't know, I don't want to rip the cowherd line here, but we did kind of see the Tennessee Titans expose Lamar Jackson in some ways, um, or at least expose the Ravens in a way that they hadn't been uh, exposed all year uh, in the last game of the season. So. I think their ability to win 12 games, that's ultimately where the line's at. Their their ability to win 12 games in that division is going to be compromised by the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, have improved. The Cleveland Browns, I'm not in love with, but I think have improved. And the Cincinnati Bengals also have improved. I still think I would say the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in that division. But at the same time, 12 wins, I I don't necessarily think anyone in that division is going to be getting 12 wins this year. So. Um, I'm, I'm leaning towards the under, but I wouldn't make the bet right now.
1: Yeah, it's a pass for me as well. And I completely agree with what you said in terms of the, the competition in the NFC North and how all of these teams, I think, have improved. Uh, but with the Ravens, I think they've improved as well. And I talked about it, and I think, Lee, you agree with me in terms of their draft, having one of the better drafts in the NFL, whether it was the best or not, that's up to your personal opinion. But this is a team who's reloaded. And while, I, while I, you know, we both, I think, have been vocal about what Lamar Jackson can do really well and what he perhaps struggles with. I think they've kind of doubled down bringing in JK Dobbins and the type of receivers that they, you know, brought in DuVernay and Prochet, uh, you know, just really good solid guys who are good after the catch and can kind of operate in that, uh, you know, slot passing game, kind of a lot of stuff up the middle. So uh, for me, it's, it's probably a pass, but I definitely agree with you Lee with the sentiment that this is probably the best team in the, the AFC North and one of the better teams in the NFL.
0: Yeah, and I, I will say, you know, as much as I did love um, their draft, uh, losing a veteran like Marshall Yanda is going to affect that mm-hmm. offensive line in one way or another, and I think they did a great job of supplementing it in the draft, and I still think they have a great offensive line, but I will be interested to see, you know, them losing that, that veteran presence on the offensive line who's been there, you know, since I've been watching football. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, let's move on to Buffalo.
1: We are in the lines at nine, and this is, uh, this is a team that I was kind of eager to fade going into this year um, and it's it's kind of you know it's it's kind of a dilemma because the structure around this team and the and the team building and the roster and just kind of the coaching the whole the whole pie that we're dealing with here in Buffalo is really good uh, and I do have questions about Josh Allen but I do think you can win football games with him and I think they've managed to do that they play really good defense and you know I think Stefan Diggs is really gonna help their their vertical passing attack and you know kind of Curb the the necessary kind of the effa- effects of Josh Allen's inaccuracy. So um, nine, I think. I don't know. This is this is this is kind of hard for me because I don't really know exactly what I think of the AFC East. I don't mm-hmm. know if you want to chime in here and and you know this is yeah.
0: a... Well, I'm going to go ahead and take the liberty of looking at the Buffalo Bills schedule, and I'll tell you right now that I'm leaning over with the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills this year because I'm done kind of doubting this team in the way that. Yes, I'll doubt Josh Allen till the cows come home on the uh, on the fact that I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback. I don't think he's going to make any big multiple. He can make a couple. I don't think he's going to make multiple or the necessary big throws and big plays um, to get you to a Super Bowl and in the big games. Uh, I don't necessarily think he's the most poised player, and you know he definitely is wearing Buffalo, you know, on his chest. He's playing with pride. He's a good young player. He he's definitely someone who. You look at that draft class, and and he's had the most success outside of Lamar Jackson, out of all the quarterbacks in that you know magnificent draft class a few years ago. Um, so I don't think the Buffalo Bills are, are a team that's going to be w- winning 13 or 12 games or making a Super Bowl run, but I think nine is kind of where I see this team at. And with the way this division is lining up, this is I was bullish on the Jets last year, and for me this is a prove-it year for the Jets. I'm no longer going to assume Adam Gase and Sam Darnold are going to you know um, reach th- th- what I think their ceiling is yeah, every year because seemingly that that isn't the formula that the formula I expected to work in New York is not working and you know I, I'll believe it when I see it somewhat and the formula in Buffalo for all intents and purposes is working it's actually working really well and really the only problem with this team is the fact that Josh Allen is their quarterback and he and it's not even really a problem yet. Like he hasn't even really proven that it's that big of a problem. So
1: I do uh, think it is worth noting that. Sorry to interrupt you, but no, no, of, it's
0: totally fine. Let's get to the schedule. Sorry. Yeah, I, know, well, I think it's interesting there. because
1: one of the things that I, you know, when I sent out my, you know, blind tweet of guys that I were teams that I was kind of fading, and some of the thing about the Bills is due to their success last year, kind of the tougher schedule that they were going to have, and I had they had, um, I guess, a third place schedule last year because the Jets had a fourth place schedule. And this is a, a, you know, a schedule I think is kind of... Look at of, those
0: first four games. The first
1: four games are incredibly winnable, but when you look past that, I mean, it's Titans, Chiefs, Jets, Patriots, and then you get into all these teams that are out of division. I think they Seahawks,
0: can go 3-1 and one in that stretch of Titans, Chiefs, Jets, Patriots. Sure, but I'm I, I, I think saying, that's highly possible, or 2-2. Two two, yeah, know? but,
1: you know, Seahawks, Cardinals, Chargers, you know, a little to a lesser extent, 49ers,
0: Steelers, Broncos, Patriots, Dolphins, you know... The thing with me is the dolphins don't scare me as much, as much as other people. Like I think the dolphins sure I can say that the Bills will lose a couple division games that they probably shouldn't. They'll probably go like 4 and 2 in the division. Uh, that's probably where they should be at. If this is a 500 team in the division, uh-huh. then I think there's a problem. Yeah. Um again, wouldn't bet this number, but the way I'm leaning, I see the Bills probably right around 9 wins or maybe 10 and and another playoff berth. Um as of right now, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised based on the way things play out with this freaking virus and, and, and how camp is going to work out and, and you know the um, unprecedented, shout out John Dolan, times that are happening right now. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if I'm on the Patriots wagon in a, in, in a couple months or maybe even I, – I, you know, I'm not going to be on the Jets wagon, but the, the Jets love is always there. So it could sneak I, up and, and, and surprise me at some point because I think this division is definitely up for grabs. But at the same time, if I'm a Bills fan, I don't think it's up for grabs. I think it's yeah. it's up for grabs in the way that it's ours. Like this is it's finally our time. Yeah. We we competed with the Patriots last mm-hmm. year and, and, and ma- we made the playoffs. Now let's take the next step.
1: Yeah, I guess I mean it's it's hard to disagree, Lee. And, and I think nine is a really sharp number. Um, they they made good additions in the draft: Zach Moss, AJ Epineza, bringing in Stephon Diggs. You know Dawson Knox going into year two. They still I, this is just a really good team, I think. And you know they they've proven they can win games with with Josh Allen. And I think if they can just get a little bit more of an edge rush, hopefully from Epineza or just mm-hmm. you know however they can manufacture that, that's just they already are one of the better defenses in the NFL. So um, I I definitely think that they're probably the most complete team in the division right now. And I guess nine is is a pretty sharp number. I guess if I you know I'll probably pass, but if I had to go, I'd probably go under. Also awesome. sake of it. Um, let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Five and a half is the line. The over is minus one forty five. The under is plus one ten. So obviously, um, right now it, it indicates that the majority of you know the f- people are are going to the over, and, and I kind of agree with that move too. I think this is a team that is gonna be, you know, much improved, I'd like to think, but I do kind of have pause with kind of what type of offseason we're gonna be having, you know, and mm-hmm. Like we mentioned with Baltimore, this is a really good division, too. Uh, and, you know, I do believe in Joe Burrow. I do think that he's going to have a pretty high floor as a, a rookie, or at least a higher floor than we've seen just because of his experience and kind of the poise that he has. But uh, I do think, you know, the less of an offseason that all these teams have, it's going to affect the rookie quarterbacks, the rookie head coaches, I think, the most. And I think we might see that in Cincinnati in a, in a tougher division. But I definitely would take the over right now at five and a half. I think this is. Could be you know a six seven win team with you know potential to overperform and if Joe Burrow is able to kind of recapture his play from last year, I mean that's going to be a tough out, uh, especially with the the weapons that they have on offense and on defense and they're they're playing a fourth play schedule. So I haven't really looked at their schedule. Um, what weapons do they have on defense? Uh, I think just the way that they I like adding DJ Reader, um, Jesse Bates is a really is a really good safety. I think they're, you, know, you can't sand.
0: stop the run. Their linebackers are terrible. And they yeah, drafted they Logan drafted. Wilson and Akeem Davis-Gaithier, neither of whom I'm very excited about. Give me the under on this team. Really, uh, Joe Burrow is a great quarterback, don't get me wrong, but he's not going to step foot on an NFL field and, and, and start outplaying Andy Dalton tenfold. Uh, I just don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I don't think this offense has really improved significantly. I still think the offensive line is an absolute sieve. They did nothing to help their offensive line in the draft. Uh, They drafted T. Higgins, who I think is a developmental receiver who may get some reps this year and play well and be one of Burrow's guys, but I think is kind of a guy who's they drafted to replace A.J. Green down the line. And like I was talking about their defense to get back to it, sure, the D.J. Reeder signing is all right. I don't think it's really special. Geno Atkins is old. Carlos Dunlap is old. You couldn't stop the run at all last year. You're the worst run defense in the NFL, and Jermaine Pratt is your middle linebacker. So I think this is a bad football team. Joe Mixon, we don't even know if he's going to be playing with the contract talks. I'm I mean, assuming he. I'm Come assuming on, he'll be playing. William, sure, he had Joe Mixon last year. William Jackson is a good corner. William Jackson is a good corner, nothing more. They Jesse signed Bates they, they signed a, the 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 leftovers from the Minnesota Vikings right. and I mean, Trey Wayne's and Mackenzie Alexander. They, I just think this they is should a, be
1: improved from last year. Is kind of my point, and I think that they underperformed last year and, and were in a lot more games than they should have been, and they started Ryan Finley. You know, for what it's worth, I just think they're going to have a better quarterback. Yeah,
0: their offensive line is garbage. Garbage. And the defensive line's in this division. Be are no Let's, joke, man. Jonah Williams is no gonna joke. J- Jonah Williams is gonna
1: debut. He was,
0: Bobby Hart is their right tackle and Xavier Suafilo is their right guard. Yeah, it's not good. And they Michael Jordan is their left guard. Yeah. They're Those guys are guys not to... starting caliber NFL offensive linemen. Yeah. They're, they're just simply not. I'll give Michael Jordan a shot because he's maybe twenty three. Billy so. Price
1: too needs to be better. And yeah, Billy you know.
0: Price is, you know, we you know the book on Billy Price well. if you're a football fan. So, I just think that this is not a the, the Burrow hype. I love I love a good quarterback. Joe Burrow's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but I, this is not a guy who's going to step step foot on the the Bengals field and and start you know turning this team into a playoff caliber team in that division. I simply don't buy it. So I think this well, is a team that's going to be picking in the top five in next year's draft without a, without a doubt.
1: So so how would you price? Um, do you think five and a half is a good is a good number?
0: Sure, yeah. I'd probably like, put it at... I mean, I get why people are betting the over because yeah. of the hype and because, oh, they got a young coach. Like, Mixon is a great player. I think he's poised to have a good year. A.J. Green's healthy. Like, I get it. The offense could Tyler pop Boyd, off. They T-Hans. could pop off a little bit if they're getting the ball out quickly. Like, and they could be somewhat competitive, but I just think that you you, you got to make tough decisions when you're when you're looking at these schedules That's, and when you're lining them up against yeah, you know their right. division. Right. And you know me, I'm not a huge Browns guy, but I think the Browns have a better roster than the Bengals do. I would agree, yeah. right? I, I'm I am a Steelers guy. I definitely yeah. think the Steelers have a better roster than the Bengals, right? And we all know the Ravens. We are, we just talked about them being possibly a 12-1 team. So this is
1: this is interesting because um you know Cle- we have Cleveland up next alphabetically, and we kind of talk about both these teams right now. The two Ohio, uh, the two, two Ohio teams. You know what what odds do you give of Joe Burrow having a better year this year than Baker Mayfield? Kind of and like what. And and how much does that move the needle? You know, just because I completely agree with you, I think
0: I don't know. I mean, I just think it's a different situation, kind of. And it's like, what does a better year mean? Like, I think Joe Burrow can have an like an astronomically better year statistically. I feel like, and still not the Bengals can be worse than the Browns. Yeah, I, I still believe that that can be the case. But Yeah. I, but like I think Baker can be a trailer quarterback for the Browns and they can be a somewhat good football team. Like I think that's what they're aiming to do this year. Yeah. I think Baker in that Stefanski offense is is yeah. they're going to run the ball yeah, a lot Their they're, exactly.
1: they're going to it's going to be, you know, Minnesota 2.0 kind of, I think.
0: I think yeah. yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the Browns next cuz obviously they're they mm-hmm. they're B, so they're up next on the list, but I'm really I like the number on the under. I I'll Plus say 110, yeah. Sure. You know what Joe Burrow, I'll I don't have nothing against Joe Burrow. I think he's a great quarterback. But I think if you're throwing Trevor Lawrence on this team, they're not. Maybe they'll win six games or something. But you throw Deshaun Watson on this team, one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. How good are the Bengals? I think maybe he think, he moves on, the man, needle enough on, yeah. to make, he moves the needle enough to make them like a team that I think could be competing for a playoff spot in that division. But like. Do they have a better roster than the Texans? How
1: here? how good does Burrow have to play in order to get this team to the playoffs, do you think then? Would he have to, you know, have an MVP? He would have
0: to break the NFL basically. Yeah. Okay. He I would have to have a better year than Mahomes did last year.
1: You mean Mahomes first year or just yeah, last Mahomes, year? Just, sorry, yeah, Mahomes. Sorry,
0: first year. Sorry. Excuse me.
1: Um uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that's fair. I he would guess have I to do, do see...
0: what he did at LSU, Yeah, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. Oh, talk about unprecedented. Yeah. It's about as unprecedented as the coronavirus. <laughs> is someone coming in no, and, and literally being okay. being magical, being magical? I guess
1: to just off cup, I would say you know Cam Newton in that rookie year and how many wins do they even have? You know. Yeah, you know, I don't even know. What they, in 2012, they selected Keekly in the top ten. So even Cam mm-hmm. Newton kind of broke the league that that rookie that you know that rookie year. Yeah. So I'm thinking uh, that,
0: and I don't think for if I'm if I'm a Bengals fan, man, I'm not expecting the playoffs this year. I'm not. I'm expecting. Give me seven wins. I do
1: know that this team, but at the same time, should I think your points about the offensive line are are valid? But I think you know. Looking at their skill positions and what you should be able to do on offense, they should be able to give teams trouble. And I think their defense is enough to kind of hold the fort a little bit. You're right about their their linebackers, but I do think their defensive line and their secondary. I I think. I think John
0: Ross is a joke.
1: Yeah, but he doesn't have to be. He doesn't yeah, have to be. I think be a he's stud. a joke.
0: I think Tyler Boyd is good, and 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 AJ Green is good if he's healthy. AJ Green's also yeah, thirty-two. But you got, or but you whatever. have T like, Higgins,
1: who kind of can just be. You T know, Higgins is
0: a rookie, bro. Then you're relying on a rookie second-round receiver to like. Could he not just break the be, be a dynamic playmaker on your offense? Who's like?
1: Could he not just be a middle-class AJ Green though for them? Like that would not you know. A middle.
0: What is a middle-class class AJ well, I'm just Green? Well, saying he's not going to come in and be you know? an elite
1: number one receiver, but he's a big body who Joe Burrow. Marvin Jones was a
0: middle-class AJ Green kind of right. Yeah. And, yeah, a, so, I mean
1: that's a good that's a good that's a good player, especially for a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I you just can think take that all those you need to take as Burrow, many of those guys as you can get.
0: Bro, you know, unless you had yeah. a, had a new offense last year, he he played extremely well. He had great weapons. Yeah. he had a great offensive line. I know he played against good teams, but this he's on the Cincinnati Bengals, dude. Like this team is, I I'm I'm not gonna say that they're. Significant. I, I didn't love their draft either, to be honest. I, and I like T. Higgins a lot, but like I said earlier, Logan Wilson and Akeem yeah. Davis, Gaethier aren't guys. Those are guys that they should probably Josh be Jones starting Josh Jones on for the board them.
1: when Logan Wilson gets picked. I yeah, think that's exactly. Kind of inexcusable how... We can move
0: on to the Browns. Yeah, let's move on to the Browns
1: real quick. The, the lines at eight and a half. It's minus one thirty for the over. The under is even. Uh, this is interesting, man. This is interesting. I was, you know, I was obviously the guy who was who was highest on the Browns last year. The Browns last year, you and CLEP were both. Yeah, down on them, and, and you know I kind of had to eat my cake last year, and the and you guys both talked about the offensive line, and I kind of, you know, that's something that I think that always needs to be considered, and it's you just brought it up with Cincinnati, and especially with the young quarterback like Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, is how good is that offensive line going to be? And you know they brought in my OT one, Jedrick Wills, who's going to play left tackle, I guess for them, and, and Jack conklin has got at right tackle, um, bringing in Austin Hooper, you know, I I
0: think they're under it's under it's under, under give me the under another even under in this division yeah, no. for a clear bottom two team not yeah. better than the Steelers dude not taking it new coach I know you like Wills but playing left tackle sure that shores up your offensive line a little bit you sign Conklin they're going to run the football well I think they'll be competitive but at the yeah. end of the day I don't believe in the culture there I don't believe in Odell Beckham Jr. and in, in Jarvis Landry's ability to maintain their composure throughout an NFL football season and and have a Super Bowl-caliber season. It simply is yeah. not something I believe will happen. I love Nick Chubb. I think Mayfield is – I'm losing hope in Mayfield. We were talking mm-hmm. about it earlier. It's a guy who I will – you talk about eating your cake. Loved Baker Mayfield at Oklahoma. Saw him in mock drafts his junior year in the third round going to the Saints as to be Drew Brees' backup and thinking this guy could be a first-round pick. He's accurate. I know he's a little bit small. End up seeing him go number one, and then now I'm thinking – Maybe after all, he did kind of have the value of of someone who could be more of a third-round pick, Case Keenum-type player who is yeah. a backup. I'm not really seeing too much. So well, similarly, you know, even worse. So I think Baker Mayfield is in much hotter water than Sam Darnold simply just because of the roster around him and the expectations last year. Um, and he doesn't have the excuse of getting mono, I guess. Um, but
1: and I, and, and I think to be fair, I think Sam Darnold played really well down the stretch. He Obviously, definitely did. He I definitely did. The scene goes in the Patriots game and. The interceptions are there. I think you know we, we can stick on the Browns. Yeah,
0: but Baker, the I just think the interceptions will come with the touchdowns. I think it'll be this will be a high velocity team, and I see them right at eight wins. So if you're giving yeah. me an even bet at eight and a half, I'll take I'll take the under.
1: I think I agree with you, Lee, on that. I guess I'm just kind of seeing them in an optimistic light because I like Andrew Barry. Uh They're the new GM that they brought in.
0: I, b- um, I could believe in what they're building though. let just take it's a new coach, it's a new offense. That's like, what I want
1: to say. Even though Stefanski, I think you know, was underwhelming a little bit in the playoffs, or at least in that last playoff game. I, I do think that he's like a smart guy uh, for whatever mm-hmm. that's worth, and I and and I like his leadership. Yeah, I've been watching a little build in the Browns on YouTube. Okay, <laughs> so that's that's a little precursor. But uh, you know, Barry, I like what they're building, and I, again, for the second year in a row, I really like the draft class. Uh, Jedrick is my OT one. Grant Talbot was a guy who I think is going to be a really good player, a safety a coverage guy. Um, and, you know, I think this is a team. So I, I, I do agree with you, but I do see kind of the hype, and it comes down to, to Baker. And, you know, we were talking about it earlier, uh, you know, off 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 mic. And in kind of the thing with Baker is his X factor is his ability to be a gamer and kind of, you know, overcome his physical deficiencies and, and just be a football player. And he hasn't been able to – he obviously did that in his rookie year. He hasn't been able to do that. And you know you're starting to wonder, you know, what is this year going to look like? You know, what he this is really a proving year for him. So this is a cliff year almost in a way to, to bring back uh, yeah an old segment. This is kind this could be a cliff year for Baker, which is kind of crazy to think about if we were to talk about that a year ago. Um, so we can move on to the Denver Broncos, but I think so we're both on the under here even bet. Yep, um, eight and a half.
0: I like that bet a lot. Yeah. I am surprised that the Browns are at eight and a half there. That people are expecting them to get nine wins almost. I would I would almost see the line closer to seven and a half or eight. So <clears> I would I'm agree taking with you. Under.
1: Um especially with the team who I think is kind of similar in a way when it comes down to the quarterback and the Denver Broncos. And a team that I like with mm-hmm. their with their building a lot this year. The line is at seven and a half. Uh, it has been hammered. It's at minus one fifty. The under on seven and a half is plus one fifteen. Um this is I'm taking it over here on seven and a half. I think I would have this, I would give me a little bit more pause if it was at eight and a half. Uh, but I do think this is a team that I just think drew lock gives them more. I'm, I'm kind of looking right now at the chargers kind of as the, the two competing teams. I think these, these teams are both better than the Raiders right now. Um, and after bringing in Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, uh, I think this team had a really good draft and still the offensive weapons that they, they have with drew lock. I think if you have a competent quarterback, you're going to be a really hard team to deal with just because of, how much speed and the the vertical passing attack they could potentially have with a, you know, a guy like Drew Locke who looked really good for a couple weeks and was airing it out, um, and and then kind of came back down to earth. But I do think you know I don't agree with the Melvin Gordon signing, but now they have him. They have Philip Lindsay. They should be able to run the ball, I think, and keep you know if, if defenses have to respect the run, then they're going to have so much speed I think to attack you with. And I, and I and Vic Fangio I think after kind of being. A little bit of a dud, I thought, to start the year. A little bit of me being a, a hot take guy. Um, they kind of came into form towards the end of the year. This is defense is good. They're coached well. Uh, and I think if, if Drew Locke is able to not turn the ball over and be able to capitalize on some explosive plays, he obviously doesn't have to be perfect. But I think this is a team that um, can be really hard to deal with and I think could be the, the second-best team right now. I think that the second-best team in the AFC West.
0: Um. Yeah, I think I'm surprised that this line is at seven and a half. I really would expect it to be at eight. I think it's going to jump. Um, I, mean, I think that these are terrible odds. They're giving you yeah. minus one fifty on the over and plus one fifteen on the under. So I definitely wouldn't touch this line. But um, I think the Broncos are an eight win football team. I, I don't think that there's really much more to them than than eight wins. Um, sure, I ate my my crow a little bit on Drew Lock in terms of me thinking that he would be kind of a failure. But at the same time. The book is absolutely still open on, on Drew Locke, and we don't know. And this is absolutely a year where their offense looks great, man. I mean, I know Klepp was kind of bashing on Garrett Bowles, which is a problem, the fact that they don't have a premier left tackle. But the rest of their offensive line is really good. They've got really good depth. Um, I'm not a huge Noah Fant guy, but they got a nice little rotation of tight ends there, both tight ends that can block and tight ends that have a little bit of speed and athleticism. Obviously, like you said, signed Melvin Gordon. What worries me about this defense, similarly to uh, the the Bengals, obviously, but not as bad, is is the run defense, kind of. I I know they brought in Jarrell Casey, but he's a bit past his prime. Um, And the inside linebackers are Todd Davis and Alexander Johnson, who don't really excite me. I'm I'm a Josie Jewell guy, but not really a speed backer. So um, I think that the inside linebackers on this team worry me. The the run defense kind of worries me. I know Vic Fangio is going to coach him up, right? And, And I'm not worried about this defense being a bottom-tier defense necessarily, but I just think at the end of the day that um, this team might be a bit of a paper tiger just because of the questions at quarterback and the subtle questions on defense. I do like the fact that they drafted my boy Michael Ojemudia. They got Bryce Callahan in in there at corner, but at the the end of the day, I think A.J. Bouye and Kareem Jackson are two guys in the secondary who um, are good players, but Uh, we don't know if they're, you know, if they've seen the best days in their career. I I think they both of them kind of might may have seen better days. So um, I think there are some questions on this defense that Vic Fangio will absolutely, you know, when push comes to shove, he's going to have to tie everything together. And I I don't doubt his ability to do that. But in this division, I I don't think that the Denver Broncos are a team that um, are going to be making the playoffs. That all being said, if I'm completely wrong about Drew Locke, which is highly possible, and this guy plays good football, this is a 9- or 10 win football team, I think, yeah. that can really uh, make some special things happen. Um, yeah. Kind of like what you were saying about uh, the Bengals. Again, Like yeah. if, if their offense can be this explosive with how many weapons they have and if their quarterback can put it all together yeah. and then they have a defensive-minded head coach, uh-huh. uh, I think that well, this is a team that really can... Uh,
1: I, I think I'll push beat. back a little bit against... Um, I guess the Jerel. I think I think you got to be have a little bit more faith in this defense. Like, I don't know. The Broncos were a team. I guess that I'm kind of maybe I'm overcompensating for how much I kind of faded them towards the end of the year, and, and I saw that they just kind of stuck around in games and were winning. You know, with Joe Flacco and then Drew Lock, uh, and then what they did in the draft, and and kind of I'm just going to keep. You know, the, I think the Chargers. Do the Chargers probably have a better defense? Yeah, and on on paper, like the Chargers might have the best defense in the NFL, but. I just think the upside and the skill positions are just much deeper in Denver, and just what Drew Locke can do if he's able to reach his potential and a ceiling that, you know, Lee and I probably don't really believe in, but, you know, we're, we're, we're our minds are open to potentially you, being wrong. You know what
0: I do like about this? Huh. And, and this is something that I just noticed, and I really hope. Okay, good. Yeah, it's not preseason. Last year, my biggest fade was the Browns, right? Yeah. I, I hated the Browns. And week one, the Tennessee Titans came into Cleveland as a six-point dog, yeah. and they went to work on yeah. the Browns, and, yeah. and they and they and they got a few interceptions. And they made a they scored a defensive touchdown. They just yeah. Cleveland was Cleveland was Nashville. Yeah, Cleveland yeah. turned into Nashville. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this like year, B. like Hubby, like Hubby was shutting like down there. Vandy Vandy, like Hubby, <laughs> shout out Hudden Baker recovering from
1: surgery. right Doctor Roman,
0: that's why we're cracking a few. We're cracking, we're cracking a few cracking. to celebrate. Hutton Baker just got successful surgery on his shoulder. He's a healthy man. He's He's a healthy healthy man now. He's in recovery right now. Um, But nonetheless, back to my point, um, it may be, I think it's a primetime game because it's at 10-10, but Tennessee Titans, primetime. We're strutting into Denver for the first game of the year. Mike Vrabel in the altitude. Um, Monday
1: night. It's on Monday. So it's late night Monday night football. I don't need to
0: see the line. Give me the Titans right now. Put it in the prophecy because I'm riding with the Titans in the first game of the year against, against a fade here. And I have a feeling that it's going to go... Well, uh, let's sidebar. What do you think? What is the Lions going to be for this? Do you think this is a Denver I think the Broncos three? will be a two and a half. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Um, I would probably take Tennessee too, man. I mean, I'm taking Tennessee because I think either Drew Locke is going to sc- uh, throw for three touchdowns and 320 yards and the Broncos are going to win by you know 17 yeah. points. Or Drew Locke is going to throw for one touchdown and three interceptions and have a fumble. Yep. And the Titans are going to win the game by, you know, 31. It is, so, it is Jarrell Casey uh revenge game, though. That's true. That's a good point. But Vrabel ha- makes no bones about that. Yeah, that's not the Vrabel's just kind of cut differently when it comes to stuff like that, I feel like. This is yeah. a guy, he's going to go yeah. into Denver. And the fact that it's a primetime game, I just think yeah. the Titans are just the ultimate chip on the that's shoulder team. Gr-
1: I can't wait for that game, man. Yeah. I can't wait for that game. Yeah,
0: let's not get too excited because we're in the middle of a pandemic here. <laughs> let's so,
1: not. um, so even though the the odds are awful, we're both on the over seven and a half for the Broncos. Yeah, I, I would say if, there, aside, if if
0: there were odds aside, I would say yeah, I think they'll surpass their seven wins from last year.
1: <clears throat> and let's go to a team that I couldn't be more low on compared to the highness that I'm on with the Broncos, and that's the Houston Texans. Another mm. line that's at seven and a half, minus one twenty on the over, minus one ten on the under. So slight favor to the over. Um gosh, man. And this is hard just because it Deshaun Watson kind of gives Houston a, a Russell Wilson effect kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and it, I I probably would pass on this, but I just have to give them an under just because
0: Oh, man. You want to know why you're going to give them an under? Because the first 4 games on their schedule are Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, Vikings. Wow. Wow. At Kansas City, home to the Ravens, at Pittsburgh, home to the Vikings. Wow. Um, I think this is a team that's going to compete very well in their division. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I believe in Deshaun Watson until the end, but I just think that this might be a scenario where we see Deshaun Watson playing for a different football team in a couple of years. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think that this has gone from bad to worse when it comes to uh, <laughs> the general manager situation and how that played out um and you know and you know i don't want to rip on bill o'brien too much uh for for everything because he already gets enough hate mm-hmm. like everyone knows obviously we're not huge bill o'brien fans i don't think anyone is at this point um so i think this could be last year was the year where we were saying bill o'brien could get fired if they don't hit an over on seven and a half he is gonzo no yeah. doubt about it
1: the only thing like <clears throat> i completely agree with you but he's your general manager too and it's like Hire a you, new general manager. I know, but they already couldn't the only reason he's a general manager is because they didn't get that Patriots guy. Well like, hire Nick,
0: your like, old general manager who to end up <laughs> losing his job because he took a leave to take care of his wife or whatever.
1: Yeah, Rick Smith, I believe. Yeah, or, right? Yeah. I mean it's, I mean it, it the, the the message is it's a dumpster fire. But I do think if, you know, I guess we both like this under seven and a half, but this if this Thanksgiving. Is,
0: something we, is that Thanksgiving? Yep, that's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's a great game. Dude. That's Isn't a, great, that a great game. That's a great game, dude.
1: We might need that's to get game. B back in we town. Might
0: to, we were there last year. Yep. We were in the throne last year. Yep. um I do think if we, I ain't worried.
1: Yeah, I'm not worried. I ain't either, worried. I don't think. <laughs> well, we, when we'll get to the Lions in the NFC, I think i this is this is the, the Tommy Lions year. But that's that's a little, <laughs> little bit of a teaser. um Ooh, that's, that's, a extra, teaser. that's a teaser. That's a teaser. That's a teaser. That's a Tommy <laughs> teaser. Uh, but last thing, kind of about the the Texans to wrap this up, I do think if we both like were to bet this under seven and a half, we're sweating at week seventeen, and they've got they've got seven wins, no right? doubt about it. You know, like no they've got seven it. wins week seventeen. They're out of the playoffs, and Deshaun just throws four hundred yards. I guarantee
0: touchdown. they don't go under five hundred. Yeah, in the in the division, yeah, I guarantee they don't go uh, under five hundred. There's I no chance that. they they're not gonna. I just at least wanna, 500.
1: And, and just kind of break this down one more. Like, what Their offense is basically going to look like Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks. You Will know, Fuller needs to be healthy, and they're just going to kind of spread the rock, I guess. And then yeah. David Johnson is going to be what he was in the beginning for, for Arizona, if he's able to stay healthy. I'm a big
0: David Johnson guy, too. I'm not going to try to slight him because I think he's he still— zapped? I think he zapped? He's, he's got juice in the tank, I think. You know, yeah. I think he's got juice in the tank, so um, we can move on from the from the Texans. But we could both agree that they took a major step back, and that's not something you want to be yeah. doing in the ever so competitive NFL I mean, right now.
1: And we've got a little alphabetical AFC South run here, so let's move on to Indy. The lines at eight and a half, the over minus 190. Jeez, under eight and a half is plus 145. Um, I'm just going to have to take the under eight and a half here because it's plus 145. Um, I I definitely think. Indy should be better next year, but you know I I definitely kind of see this as an eight and eight team, really. Um, and Philip Rivers, I I'd like to think that's that Frank Reich is going to be able to you know be a really good coach and, and scheme up some some stuff for him, and they're going to be able to get their backs involved, and Jonathan Taylor is going to be able to, you know, tug that rock, and you know Michael Pittman, I love that selection, and and T Y and Paris Campbell, like the the. the the, the weapons are there on offense. This team has a good defense. They have, you know, arguably the best offensive line in the NFL. I do think this is a really good team, but I would just, because thats that plus 145 is so juicy and it's hard mm-hmm. to be a nine-win team in the NFL, mm-hmm. and this is a team that, to me, uh, we talked about this earlier, I think in a mock draft or whatever it was. I just don't know how much Phillip Rivers upgrades your team, and I think that's kind of the question for me. Um I wouldn't be surprised if I get burned and they end up winning the division because I like their infrastructure. I'm kind of much like Buffalo, but uh, the 145 is kind of too juicy for me. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna take that under.
0: Yeah, I, I totally get where your head is at. I'd almost want to take a specialty bet on the Colts, like winning double digits games, because mm-hmm. I think if they go over their yeah. eight and a half, they're gonna win like 12 games. Yeah. I honestly think this is a team that if they start, if if that, if those wheels start turning, and you got the two-headed monster of Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, who I believe in more than anybody on this yeah. website. And your receivers, I believe in T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman. Um, you got the best offensive line in football. Obviously, there are some questions in the secondary, but they got a lot of good home games this year, man. They got a lot of really, really important home games yeah. where you're playing the Vikings at home, you're playing the Ravens at home, you're playing the Packers at home. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking over this, and, and you sure you got at Steelers down the road, um, but with the way that this division is shaping up and all the home games out of the division they have, um, you got teams like the Bengals on the schedule too. I think this is a cold team that is poised with the veteran leadership of Philip Rivers to uh, absolutely make the playoffs and win uh, over eight games. I would say absolutely, but with a minus one ninety, there's no way uh, I'm betting that. Just simply because of the risk there. Mm-hmm. Um, so so like I just said, I, I would rather take a specialty bet on them winning like ten or eleven games, or maybe winning the division yeah. or something like that. So.
1: Um what just one last question I want to ask you. What level of play? Like where you know is it top 15 level quarterback play from Philip Rivers? Where does he need to be at in order for the to same to with less the turnovers.
0: Just the same with yeah. less turnovers. So 20, if 20, Frank Wright can in. pull the reins back
1: on run the, run the ball which I do. exactly.
0: I think that's exactly the plan. Philip Rivers throwing 30 passes a game at most. And you're moving the ball underneath. They have great weapons underneath. And mm-hmm. if you want to go over top, you've got Michael Pittman, who's got arguably one of the best catch radiuses in the in the yeah. draft this year. Attacks the ball
1: physical. Yeah.
0: You know, best offensive line in football. Big difference from the Chargers where he was at. I can't And Rivers is, is a guy who has seen a lot of pressure. I think the fact that he's comfy this year with the offensive line is really going to improve his play. Yeah. And this is it for him. Yeah, this is, is last year. Yeah. So they're, they're going all in. And, and I think this is a year where the, the Colts – Coming to Detroit on the 1st of November, now that worries me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that that yeah. worries me a little bit. Uh, I'm not so convinced that the Lions are a favorite there, whereas you're playing the Texans at home. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different story, in my opinion.
1: And the Colts were a team that, you know, obviously this yeah. is the story for many teams every year, but we're in a lot of games. I think that Broncos game, mm-hmm. whatever it was, when they, they I think, uh, Ben Terry missed, you know. yeah probably three field goals last year Yeah, you know definitely that Denver yeah. game and a couple he of games he can't be coming so. back right I, mean, I, I don't know is he yeah. is he slated to i don't know let's let's move on to jacksonville they're next up I, J, A, B, C. you know <laughs> jacksonville up the, the lines at 5 and i believe they are the favorite to to be the worst team in the nfl um i always like looking at the the specialty prop bets you know worst team in the nfl i believe jacksonville's plus 350 and they're the chalk uh so the lines at 5 flat over 5 is plus 135 and under 5 is minus 180 um, you know, this is probably definitely a stay away from me. Uh, I probably would have to go to the probably would have to go to the under. Um, you know, I don't know. It's it's a it's a wacky team. You know, we we kind of saw. You know, I would expect Minshew to be kind of relatively figured out. Uh, I don't really think he's going to be able to elevate this team to any level. And I do think this is a team that's going to be in the Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance discussion next year. So. um I guess I'm kind of just, you know, I'm fading this team. I don't really see where the high upside is going to be. Um, it's going to it's going to be a pass for me because would I be shocked if they got six wins? I, no, I guess. But uh, this is a team that I think is in a rebuilding mode. So stay away from me.
0: Yeah. Um, love LaVisca. Think that there might be – there's something to work with here in Jacksonville. There is. There's something to work with. Um, not sure what the situation with Leonard Fournette is. Not sure what the situation I'd... with Yannick Ngakwe is. Just kind of a lot of question mm-hmm. marks on this roster. Um, I will totally accept that CJ Henderson is a plug-and-play corner who can compete um, as a as a uh, cover guy year one and be maybe even be the number one corner on this team. But past him, you've got Rashawn Melvin as your number two corner, really, yeah. and DJ Hayden as your number three corner. Not much to get excited about there. Um, so I think this is a team that... Like you said, I'm definitely staying away. I could see them winning six games, but mm-hmm. I don't think uh, there's not much confidence, you like, know, I have in this team outside of Lavisca Chenault having a really good year. Yeah. And, you know,
1: yeah. I, just to pile on with that, I mean, I like this team kind of next year. I think this is a team that I could like if they have totally. one of those quarterbacks. You Trevor Lawrence have, on this team. You have Lavisca going into year two. DJ Chark is a really nice deep threat, mm-hmm. um, and you know another draft. So definitely stay away from me, and, and we can move on to Kansas City, who's at 11 and a half. Just like Baltimore. And that line is, uh, you know, minus 150 on the over and plus 115 on the under. Uh, This is a stay away for me just because it's minus 150 on the over, but I'd have to go with the over, to be honest, just because uh, I don't see Kansas City really missing a step. I think this team is going to be better than they were last year. Um, Mm -hmm. If Mahomes is able to stay healthy, I think Clyde Edwards-Delair is just a clear upgrade and is going to put this team, uh, this offense, into another stratosphere. And just still the passing attack there's uh, just I don't see any reason for regression other than injury. Uh, Michael Hardman, uh, nice weapon there. Obviously they have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and probably is last year in Kansas City. Uh, and then on defense, I think they're going to just be a little bit better just because um, they they brought in Willie Gay. I am kind of concerned about the corners, but. Tyron Matthew, I just think this this defense is primed to overperform and as long as they can be a top 15 defense, this is a team that, you know, should be a 12 13 win team and winning the the AFC West. Yep.
0: Completely agree. I really have nothing else to say. I would stay away from the bet. I think the yeah. Chiefs are a 12 win team. Yeah. So I, you know, if, if I think that the Chiefs are poised to make another Super Bowl run and that may, you know, with the new playoff format, there's going to be I guess more teams really pushing for that number 1 spot, right? Because yeah. you get that bye. Yeah. The bye. Um, but you know, KC didn't get the buy last year, and they fared how many, pretty well. So. How many
1: wins did the Chiefs have last year?
0: Um, I think they had 12.
1: They did have 12. Yep, and, and obviously Mahomes, yep, 12 and four. Yep. Mahomes missed some time. Uh, let's stay in the vision. Move on to the Las Vegas Raiders. Got to get used to saying that. The line is at seven and a half, minus 120 to the over, minus 110 to the under. Kind of like the Texans line. Um, this ha- this is an underlook for me. Um, I think this is a t- this is a team that's clearly the worst in their division um and, and i think Come even. On, man <laughs> and i think even if they were to to you know run the table and be the second team in this division i think they're probably going to be getting eight wins i think they'd be more a reflection of the mediocrity of denver and the chargers but this is a team that you know Derek Carr does not inspire a lot of confidence in me um i do think their defense is going to be better and i think this is going to be you know, I could see them getting seven wins, maybe even eight wins, but this is a this is an under that I would take just because the the team that I like the least in the division, and I think they're going to be in the quarterback market next year. Uh, and you know, uh, you know, I like the draft again was another Mayock draft. You know, bringing in Arnett, Rugs. I kind of am concerned about the Rugs fit just because I don't. I guess they're trying to do that to try and get Derek Carr to try and be more aggressive down the field. Um, but he's been kind of just a check down conservative quarterback master lately and then Marcus Mariota too I I wouldn't be surprised if Gruden is kind of itching to get Mariota in Uh, I think they're kind of just not really happy with with Derek Carr and so this is just kind of a potentially explosive situation in my opinion so I'm gonna I'm gonna lean to that under seven and a half with the Raiders
0: yeah I'm definitely leaning to the under as well I think that uh It's tough betting against Gruden and the Raiders just because I think this team is going to fight really hard, just like they did last year. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't believe in the quarterback position on this team. And if I don't believe in the quarterback position on this team, um, I I can't really believe in this team to be a a competing – Playoff team in this division, so
1: and even you know we like Damon Arnett, but how much better the secondary is bad last year, and how yeah. much better is he really? Is he really going to transform the secondary? So I will
0: say as well, this division could go from a real uh, threat to a paper tiger pretty yeah. quickly, just based on the quarterbacks. Like yep. if you look at Drew Locke, Tyrod Taylor, and and uh, Derek, Carr. Derek Carr, Mariota, the combo, I just really don't think that any of these guys, even if you want to throw in uh, Herbert, <laughs> none of these guys really inspire any confidence in me at this point to be. Needle movers at the quarterback position, um, whereas you have the best quarterback in the NFL the past couple of years in Patrick Mahomes sitting there atop the division. So um, maybe that says a little bit more about the Chiefs over than anything, but mm-hmm. um, I think this is, you know, a division that uh, one of these quarterbacks will step up to the occasion and, and, and surprise us, whether mm-hmm. it be Locke or Carr or, or you know, Herbert. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't, none of these teams outside of the Chiefs really excite me too much. Yeah. Um, we'll get to the Chargers later, but- right? Yeah, oh, Chargers are up yeah. next.
1: The Chargers are up next. Another seven and a half line. The over is minus one seventy, and the under is plus one thirty. Um, I mean, I guess I would take over seven and a half, but the fact that it's minus one seventy, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on plus one thirty, just for all the reasons that we. I mean, this is probably a pass for me, but I wouldn't hate you. Uh, you know, if you like the value of plus one thirty on the under for the same reasons that we just talked about with Denver and uh, the Raiders, and just that being. This is a tough division. The Chargers, I think, have the best. You know, I talked about their defense earlier. I like their skill positions. You know, I'm expecting my boy KJ Hill to be their starting, you know, slot receiver, their third receiver. But that's definitely a position that, after Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who are, you know, upper echelon, more, you know, Keenan Allen's an upper echelon receiver. Mike Williams is a nice jump ball receiver. He's a good number two. There's not a lot of depth, and Hunter Henry is shown to be a little bit injury prone, but plays one of the better tight ends in the league when he's healthy. Uh, but you know, I know this defense is going to bring it, uh, and I know Tyrod Taylor is not going to turn the ball over, which Philip Rivers did a lot this year. I mean last year, and that was a team that you know lost a lot of games because of Philip Rivers, uh, you know, turnovers—the Detroit game, the Oakland game, uh, you know. So I think if, if T-Mobile is able to, to, you know, keep this team competitive and keep this team in games, which I think he can, um, you know, I think this is, you know, I think they're probably getting an eight, eight wins, maybe nine wins. So. Gun, you know, gun to head. I'm gonna have to go over, but I guess it's a pass just because of the value.
0: Yeah, I would probably pass on this, but I think based on the value, I'd go under. Um, yeah. I think uh, Terod Taylor is pretty good. I loved him at Virginia Tech. I've been a fan of his, but you know, when he was playing for the Browns, that game against the Jets where Baker came in, I thought that was yeah. like the end of his career, kind of. He just looked really, really bad. Um, and I'm not gonna sit here and try to say that this is a guy who's gonna you know lead the Los Angeles Chargers to playoffs. Um, I think there are questions in the secondary. I think Chris Harris is old. I think Casey Hayward is old. I think Desmond King is a guy who's on their trade block. Um, they got great safeties. Their linebackers get after it, kind of young. But, you know, I, I like their young linebackers. There are some questions there. Obviously, they got a great defensive line, even with the, 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 the whiff on Tillery last year, a guy who they're going to be mm-hmm. looking for a lot of production out of in, in his second year. But I think this is a team where Justin Herbert's going to probably be starting around, you know, sooner than he should, maybe probably yeah. week six or week eight. I think Herbert's a guy who probably should sit for a year or maybe even two. I don't think he's ready to start. That probably goes into why I lean under, but Mm -hmm. this is not a team that really none of these position groups get me excited except for the defensive line. Um, I personally like the linebackers just because I like Uchenna Nwosu, and I think Mm -hmm. Kenneth Murray is like a solid player, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's a great linebacker group. Nick Vigil, Uchenna Nwosu, Kenneth Murray, Malik Jefferson – Drew Tranquil. It sounds like a lot of guys I like personally, but like
1: I think Tranquil is a really good player. Yeah, they're
0: good players, but you know I don't think they really move the needle like that much. You know, and I think that the defensive line is great. You can hang your hat on that and your run defense, but uh, I don't think you have a great passing quarterback on your roster Mm -hmm. um, who can who can throw the ball with consistency and win games consistently in the NFL you know and definitely an over that they'd be like
1: 5 and 7 going into week 13 and start Herbert and he just tanks you know you're yeah, if yeah. i got you got you need 3 wins in the last you know four weeks or whatever it is and
0: yeah so i kind of like that i like that under look. yeah to
1: be it, i guess it's a, it's like a pass for me kind of just
0: betting the under on all 3 of the broncos raiders and uh yeah and chargers maybe that's stupid but i just think that two of those teams are bound to like not be good yeah. And just kind of like fall flat on their face. You might,
1: you. I think you could see some eight, some eight win teams. Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, how it all stacks up. Uh, let's move on to Miami, Miami Dolphins. Uh, Tua secure the tank for Tua worked after all this time, uh, but I would like to think that that Ryan Fitzpatrick, I would expect him to start for at least you know, eight weeks. I don't think four at the very least. I think he's 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 guaranteed, and I guess it depends on how he plays. On uh, their lines at six. The over is minus 165, the under is plus one twenty-five. Uh, oh, this is uh I don't really know what I think about the Dolphins right now. I like obviously I like the infrastructure. I like Brian Flores, I like uh, Chris Greer, I like the signings they made this offseason. Um they had a lot of money, so it was kinda of hard for them to screw up, but I do think that this team is gonna be better. And you know, I like I mean, I don't know. I don't really like what they did in the draft. I think they addressed positions of need, but um, not a draft that I especially like. I, I guess I'm going to take the under here at plus 125. Yeah, a boy. Um, boy. It's an under. Yeah, it's an under. It's, the it's an Miami under.
0: Dolphins are not a good football team. Let's not mistake <laughs> ourselves and, and try to say, uh, I don't know, this team does not inspire confidence to in me. I don't think Tua should play his first year because yeah. he's injured and he's the offensive line isn't great even though you drafted a bunch of guys. like I wouldn't be in a rush to put Tua out at there. All. <laughs> um so uh, yeah, you
1: got Austin Jackson being your starting left tackle. I think you know, the defense is a, is
0: a total work in progress, and uh, I think this is a five. I think team. the
1: defense. I think the defense is 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 pretty solid, I think Flores is going to coach them up. I think they're going. I mean, they're going to play hard. That's where it I gives think me you've hesitation. Got
0: one of the weakest safety groups in the league. You know, you signed Byron Jones. You drafted Noah Igg, who It's like I thought he was totally overdrafted. I hated their draft. Hated it. Yeah. I love Greer and Flores too, but I hated their draft. I thought it was terrible. Um, then you signed some former Patriots, Lions-style. In um, your defensive line, you got Shaq Lawson. Sure, you got Emmanuel Ugba, Like You got some guys who are good on defense, but Fitzpatrick's probably going to start. If he doesn't, Tua's going to start behind a bad offensive line, which mm-hmm. is just a recipe for disaster. And I think this is one of the most overrated receiving cores in the league. If anyone thinks yeah. this receiving core is really that great, um, I, I don't love it. I like Preston Williams. Devontae Parker had his first good season finally last year. But other than that, I, I don't think that uh, – this receiver group really excites me. You know, I like Kaseki, but
1: yeah.
0: I just think even in this division, if I got to pick a floor of this division, it is, it is very easily for me the Miami Dolphins. They, they would, would set the floor for me.
1: I would love to see this line move up to like six and a half. Like people keep betting it and mm, yeah. you know, being able to get it. Well, excited. maybe, you
0: know, if the news is that Tua starts week one and people aren't really looking into the offensive line and they're thinking, oh, well, if Tua starts and they yeah, think he's really good, that, oh, then they're going to compete be for the playoffs, star, like, right? You know, yep. so that could happen. <clears throat>
1: Uh, right, let's stay on, let's stay in the division and move up to New England. Brady's gone, the new regime begins. The cinema uh, the cinema era begins. The uh the line is at 9. The total's at 9 and the line is plus 115 to the over of 9 and minus 150 to the under of 9. This over. is uh over. This is tough, man. I think I <laughs> I think you do gotta go over though, just because they're giving you. Bill plus Belichick 15. won eleven yeah. games
0: with Matt Castle. Yeah. I know it was probably a better team, but I'm not betting against Bill it Belichick. Was it a
1: better team though? You know, I like maybe they had better receivers, but this defense, like this defense, is still going to be really good next year. Yeah. Um, in the draft, all they drafted was really defense. They got their tight ends, obviously, and Keenan and Asiasi, but they drafted, you know, Uche, Efren, Jennings, um, yeah. Kyle Duggar, and they they didn't. Really go after you know receiver or really attack the strength of the draft. Um, you know you're going to need to kill Harry to be better next year. We know Edelman's going to be productive when he's healthy. Um, so I think the the tools are there for Stidham to for them to stay in games. You know obviously it's going to be the same as last year, and you know even if they're the same caliber as they were last year, it was just unfortunate because you know Tom Brady was the quarterback and there wasn't really any playmakers after Antonio Brown left, but. Replacing him with a guy like Jared Sidham who I think could be a game manager, and you know they're going to run the ball obviously a lot and play good defense, like a lot of teams have to when you don't have a, a stud quarterback. This is still a team that's that's going to be really good, and now kind of is in like Steelers territory almost, you mm-hmm. know, where they got the coaching, uh, the defense, and you know just is going to come down to him. Yeah, and I think if you're going to give me plus one fifteen, like you said, with Bill Belichick, I think you got to take it. Yeah, for I'm, right, I'm
0: right there with you, man. And I don't think you know my expectations aren't sky high for the Patriots, but I just can't see this team winning eight games. I think it's more likely that the Patriots win ten games than it is that they win eight games. So yeah. that's kind of what settles it for me. Get a little bit of juice on the over. I think they're you know, yeah. I still think at the end of the day, this is the best coach in the NFL, and I like Jared Stidham. Like this, that was a guy who I'm not going to try to say that yeah. I like really liked him, but. You know, when he was early on in his college career, he was projecting as a first-round pick.
1: I remember and, uh, that Bleacher Report video about him, and he was what like a high school high school stud in yeah. Texas, and they had a little Bleacher Report documentary. Yeah, remember, man, he took
0: that. a year off when he transferred from Baylor to Auburn, and he was the uh, scout team quarterback for the high school he went to. That's how he was trained. Really? That, that's how he was like staying in shape and stuff. So I, I followed him for a little while because he was a lead eleven guy. Um, and I like him. I think I've always thought he was good. Yeah. And when I saw the Patriots get him, it wasn't anything major, but it was like, oh, that guy's clearly better than Danny Etling. Like, good that's athlete. A guy. Like, yeah, he has he's mobility. a solid athlete. He's a guy that can develop or whatever. Like, like why like,
1: can't he be like Daniel Jones? To be honest, you
0: know. No, yeah, I mean, well, because I don't that, think like, he has. Me to say. No, I don't think it's that ignorant of you to say just because um, I don't like Daniel Jones that much. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think Sitten necessarily has the arm talent and the production that Daniel Jones has had, but. At the same time, um, I think that if anyone can can coach Stidham up and, and get him in a position where, like I said, I mean I know Matt Castle was in his prime and he was a pretty solid quarterback, mm-hmm. but uh, I think that Jared Stidham can absolutely, you know, quarterback this Patriots team to nine wins. Mm-hmm. I, I I wouldn't doubt that for a second. So,
1: yeah, um, it's you know it's it's hard to disagree. I would I would happily get burned um, on that. Yeah, under, I think I would too. Um, and uh, we can move on. Stay in the division again. The New York Jets, our beloved New York Jets. Mm. The lines at six and a half, minus one forty-five on the over. The under is plus one ten. Uh, the value isn't there uh, for me to take the over, but this isn't over for me, just because despite the fact that Sam Darnold, the 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 structure that he has around him is something that's been the you know top of topic of concern between Lee and I for some time now Adam Gase is not a guy that I really trust but I actually do like what you know in the context of now with free agency in the draft I do like what Joe Douglas has done um I kind of guess I you know I said in my I wrote an article about their draft review and I said I I do disagree kind of with how he diversified his cap and his funds but it makes sense by just he he went for more depth and signed five linemen instead of going for kind of the top end of the market and taking two linemen which you know is, is probably a smart thing to do um but you know this is a team that I, I think is going to be better than they were last year, especially if Sam Darnold's healthy. I do think Makai Becton's a, a big upgrade at left tackle. Now puts you know George Fant kind of in a, a depth role or Chuma Adoja in a, in a depth role. I do think they it helps out their their offensive line a lot. I would love to see them sign you know Jason Peters or someone. I, they, they, this team needs. I still would like to see them get better on the offensive line. The lack of weapons are a little bit concerning, um, and the defense is isn't really. That good. I do like Jabari Zuniga a lot. He they, he's gonna have to play some really meaningful snaps. They have no no edge rush, but you know, I saw after seeing what Sam Darnold did last year. Obviously, the schedule was something that we talked about as being pretty easy. Um, but this is a team that I think is gonna get seven wins. I think at the very least. Um, I think Darnold is, is is too good for them to be in the gutter, to be honest. And maybe that's a naive of me to say. But, I think it is, man.
0: I think that <laughs> I think week one will determine this team's season, just like yeah. last year at Buffalo. Week one. Um, if you can't win that game, I'm off. I'm off Darnold. I'm off. I'm off at all, man. I just can't. I saw them fumble that game away last year yep. in such a disgusting manner. Where the Bills, obviously, you got to tip your cap to the Bills at home, playing with some gusto. Um, maybe they weren't at home. Either they way, were, I, think. I think they were. But playing with some gusto, coming from behind a little bit, it was a defensive battle. But it's like if Darnold can't win that opening game in Buffalo this year, I don't. You go. You host the 49ers the next week, then you're going to Indy. You're playing against the reigning NFC champs and then the team that I just said you know, uh, with the veteran quarterback I had high hopes about. Um, so I just think that the the Jets, I wouldn't touch this line just based on the, the numbers. I, th- I think they're going to win more than six games. I, I truly do. But at the end of the day, if they can't win that week one game against the Bills, I think it's kind of going to be more of the same this year. Yeah. And uh, And they're going to, you know, sure, they can win seven games. But at the end of the day, you know. You're making money I'm on saying, that, but the, we took, the Jets.
1: We took the under on Miami. You know, I, I do think the Jets. I I, you I took the over that? on
0: Buffalo and the Patriots. I think the Bills and Patriots are both better than the Jets, so I, I would do, place I them I, I do third too in the division. I do too, but I and, do uh, think uh, I would not bet the under, dude. I wouldn't. I, yeah. I'm not saying I would, uh, but you know, I also wouldn't bet the over.
1: I mean, there's so. definitely cause for concern, but I yeah, yeah. I think when you know value stripped aside, I, I do think. I think Adam is.
0: Gase is a terrible coach yeah, honest, I, yeah.
1: It, it, I'd say it's hard for me to disagree. Um, let's say we move on to the the AFC North and wrap that up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. The line is at nine um, minus 130 and even for under nine. yearly reminiscent of our of our bet from last year Lee kind yeah. of a similar line.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> I guess I'll start this off. You know, I even though I, I won our bet um, and, and, and faded the Steelers and ultimately it worked out in my favor. You know, I was I was thoroughly impressed, and I was sweating that out because this is a team that, you know, you can't deny the structure, the the coaching that they get from Mike Tomlin, the leadership that he provides, the the caliber of this defense. I mean, this is a really good defense. Uh, you know, I do think they're they're a little weak in the middle. You know, who is their starting uh, defensive tackle right now? What is What's is their interior defensive line looking like? Um, um
0: I think it's uh, well, I'm not sure. Let me it, check.
1: You know, but kind of to talk, I this is to me. I'm. It's gonna have Chris to take... Wormley. Chris Wormley. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to take an under here. I'm gonna have to take an under here here just because I don't think this team is a double digit uh, win team. And I think if you're gonna give me even odds for the under, I think I'll probably sweat it out. I might push. They might get nine wins. They might, maybe they'll get ten. But I, to me, this just comes down to Big Ben Roethlisberger, and I think this is a this is a huge cliff year for him. Um, he didn't look good against the Patriots. I've been bringing that up for a year now after that week one performance when he when he obviously hurt his elbow and was done for the year. But um, I think this is, you know, maybe he's marginally better than Hodges and, and Rudolph, he, he probably is, but I still think even if with that being the truth, this is still kind of a nine-win team, and this is a team that is going to be in a, a lot of games because of their defense. But I just think Roethlisberger, um, you know, just – I just don't think he moves a needle for me that much. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to take the under.
0: I'm with you, man. I, I wouldn't bet on this. Um, I, I, I would, I would push right now. Mm-hmm. But I see the Steelers as a nine-one team. Honestly, I think yeah. they could sneak into the playoffs totally with, with nine wins. Yeah. I don't think Roethlisberger is great, but I think he's definitely more than a marginal upgrade from Hodges and Rudolph, just based off the fact that he's a fuck. He, he, I was gonna say he's a fucking wily vet. He's he's a wily vet. You know what I mean? He's like thirty eight years old, nearly. He's seen it all. Sure, the arm talent isn't there, but they got weapons on offense. They're extremely well coached. Their defense gets after it. It's all like you said. It's all the same as last year. They lost Javon Hargrave, sure, but uh, I think the loss of Javon Hargrave is big, but the addition of Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback um, is 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 just as big for them in terms of what he brings. Um, maybe not with arm strength, but just with to be able to be a kind of coach on the field. Yeah. And also, I, I think he can throw the football better than Duck Hodges and in. You're probably
1: right, but I think this is going to be, we're going to just like kind of last year when you just mobility. Like, what is mm-hmm. Big Ben's mobility going to look like? And I just think he is going to kind of just be, you know, like his own version of Eli Manning. I think that's kind of what yeah, I saw last year. No, I'm, I'm, year, I'm not. I don't know?
0: necessarily disagree. I don't uh, disagree.
1: So. uh Let's let's move on to our last our last total wow. of the night, Lee. The Tennessee Titans wrapping up the AFC. Right
0: on an hour here.
1: Right on an hour is right. Eight and a half is the win total. The over is minus one forty-five. The under is plus one ten. I'm gonna have to take the over here. Um, you know, this is you know the AFC South for the tenth year in a row, or every year that I've ever known, is kind of a jumble of of mediocrity. Um not a, a clear elite team, you know, ever since kind of, you know, Andrew Luck, uh, you know, the Colts have kind of had that mantle. And, and what we saw from Tennessee last year, uh, this team I think is going to play good defense. They're going to be able to run the ball. And I think Tannehill is is going to be a good, you know, plus, plus game manager for them. Uh, and, and I do think that I, I, do think I favor them over the Colts. I, I think they're kind of, you know, a little bit better than them, but I do think I have to make them my favorite in the AFC South right now. And I think this is a 9-win team, you know, 10-win team. Uh, potentially, I think AJ Brown is an absolute stud wide receiver one. Um, completely relegates Corey Davis into you know a nice wide receiver two role. Um, Johnny Smith is an athletic tight end. You know this team, you know, they're going to be able to run the ball. So I think this is a team that has all the pieces on on offense and on defense really to make an impact. They got my boy Christian Fulton in the second round. You know replacing Jack Conklin is going to be interesting. Is Isaiah Wilson going to take that or is Dennis Kelly? Um, but, you know, overall, I think this is just a, a really solid team and kind of just to put that in context with the Colts as the two lead dogs, in my opinion, in this division, I just like Tannehill more than Phillip Rivers right now. And I, and I think I like their offensive weapons more than the Colts. But I do think I see these teams as the two, as the two clear heads in the AFC uh, South and I'm going to have to get the nod of the Titans. So I'm going to go over eight and a half wins for Tennessee.
0: Yeah, i definitely probably lean towards the over, but again, the way this line is shaping up, I, I wouldn't touch it. Um, I see them right around eight or nine wins, maybe ten. Uh, I probably right now would say they're the second best team in this division, but I'm going to have to see a little bit more of Ryan Tanhill to definit- definitively say that they are a better team than Houston Texans, just because I think Deshaun Watson um, makes their team that much better. Um, but, you know... At, I think this might be the most well-rounded team in the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, I, the Colts definitely give them a run for their money. I think these two teams line up yeah. pretty well with each other in terms of the the solid offensive line um, and relying on the run game a little bit in, in the defense and the yeah. linebacker play uh, specifically. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it shapes out, but I think that the Titans are a nine win team this year who ultimately probably should be poised to make the playoffs again.
1: Yeah. Hard to disagree. Um, so we're gonna get this hard pressed out to uh to the BJP yep. nation, and we're along the NFC, which which should be interesting. Herbs, no I eat manna, I eat and I pray, and I smoke the herbs every day. Babylon welcome not come lead us stay. and I say it's not okay.